planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Ed, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. Uh, how's things going with the uh, tour plans and everything? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. We started uh, doing some rehearsing today. Oh, cool, cool. Where, where do you jam down? Uh, have you got your own jam space and stuff like that? No, we use a uh, studio down in uh, Alexandria. Awesome. Well, uh, of course, you've just released a new Ace record, The Church of Simultaneous Existence, which is a great album, man. And some of the songs, I believe, have been around for... Uh, a while, am I right? Yeah, yeah. You could, you could, if, you, if you've gone 40, 40 years of a while, yeah, they're, they're kind of almost, almost in the sort of um, public domain folk music uh, category there. Yeah, yeah, they've been around for a long time. The, the songs, um, the thing with this album is it's 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 made up of songs and and bits of songs that are put together that I wrote between. Uh, 1969 and 1979, so they kind of largely sort of is stuff that otherwise would have been um, recorded by the Saints that weren't, uh, or, or possibly Laughing Clowns, and after the Saints. And mm. um, we kind of, because we were doing these um, 40th anniversary commemorative shows, you know, the, the, the Saints, uh, our first three albums being released. Um, and I thought it'd be good to um, maybe you know for, for the hard hardcore fans, you know, not 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 the casual fans, but for the hardcore fans, it's actually you know like here's some stuff you won't have heard, this stuff that we didn't record back then, and we're going to do it in a way that was you know would have been the way it would have been recorded in the 1970s. It's a hundred percent analog uh, recording and mix. Every every aspect of what we did would have been possible to do in the 1970s. So <laughs> it's kind of a, a real purist, purist endeavour project. But the thing with these songs is they still sound fresh and relevant to today. They don't sound dated. They don't oh, sound good. 40 that's years great. old. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that they still sound okay. Yeah, well, that, that's great. Thanks, yeah. I think if... if you know, what, what, one thing that we did do, we started introducing them as we were doing the touring because um, I, I just wanted to gauge the way people responded to them and, and to see whether um, how, how they stood up against more well-known stuff that we were playing. And uh, people were responding well, so I, I thought, well, let's, let's give it a shot. That's awesome to hear, man. Uh, and, you know, especially, you know, you're playing them in some, some classic songs and, and some amazing, amazing songs on this record. Um, like uh, the one that I, I gravitate to the most was You Walk... Oh, that's it. You'll, you'll always walk alone. alone. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's the one. Yeah, that one, that really stood out to me the most. Um, I mean, it works as a, a whole record, but that one I found a little bit of a, a personal... Um, I don't know, it just spoke to me. I mean, what's the story behind that one? Well, I don't, I don't know. It's much of a story. I mean, it's, it's basically a, 
I don't know how, how familiar you are with the, the first three Saints records, but the last one, which was the, the third one, was called uh, Prehistoric Sounds, and uh, it was the one that we did just before the uh, band broke up. And You Always Walk Alone was just a song that I was working on. It wasn't quite ready for the for Prehistoric Sounds, but I was working on it and um, had it around. And... Um, uh, yeah, before we got to do anything with it, uh, the band kind of split, so it was something that I kept uh, sort of on the books sort of thing, and um, uh, Laughing Clowns played it live in the early days, um, and then it kind of got dropped, and it never got recorded kind of thing, it was just you know, one of those, those things you sort of, um, you get to a, a point where you, you've played songs a few times, and you don't think it to record everything, but it, it, it's something about it kind of, you know, always kind of stayed with me. So, you know, it had, it had something there. I don't, I, the funny thing is, I don't think, like, the clowns could have recorded it, but I don't think anyone in the band liked it enough, uh, apart from me and so I guess, I guess I sort of just, you know, thought, oh, there's plenty of other things we can do, kind of thing. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, some, the funny thing is, when you, when you kind of go back on, on, um, this material, it's sort of like, some of the reasons it, it didn't get worked at the time, you kind of, you know, you don't actually kind of quite remember, you know, sort of like some some things I didn't record or didn't even propose to other people in the band because I thought, ah, oh, you know, it sounds a bit too much like something else with uh, that kind of thing. And now it, it just doesn't make any difference. You know, they kind of just, they, they have their own um, uh, life. And, uh, yeah, I, you just get a, a completely different perspective. And I, I, and I think road testing was sort of the ultimate you know, that needed to go through that because I didn't want to want to feel like you know I was just being uh, uncritical and just sort of thinking, ah, oh, isn't that? I, I remember that, and I sort of you get you get kind of a bit nostalgic or something. But I didn't want mm. to, I, I didn't want that aspect of it to sort of override the sense of is it actually good enough to record something? And and you know, playing the songs live and, and kind of putting them up there um, made made us quite critical about what we actually did. Because there's quite a lot of other stuff too that you know, could have could have been uh, done but we, we focused on, on these. After road testing, did they change well, much after that? By the time we went into the studio, we knew what we were doing. Um, we mm. played them live. Um, we, 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 we kind of, I guess, tweaked, tweaked the arrangements while we were playing live. You know, just... The, the arrangements were definitely worked on during the course of the tour because there's, you mm. know, a, a, a big difference between writing a song and then actually sort of arranging it for a band. There's, there's a few different steps along the way and, and uh, so, you know, we, we, we tweaked things. It needed to work. But, you know, no, nothing was done that wouldn't be done under normal circumstances. You know, it wasn't sort of... Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just what you always do, you write a song, play it, and you kind of think, oh, you know, oh, maybe that bit doesn't actually work all that well, maybe change that a bit, or you know, play fast or slow, back to front or something. So when you had these songs, did you, how did you rediscover them? Did you have them on tape, or did you have them written down? Uh, did you have them stored away in, like, a, a vault? Like, how how did you... Uh, a combination of, of, of all that... No, with the exception of the vault, I don't actually have a vault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff written down, uh, some stuff on tape, 
uh, and some some stuff, some of the earliest stuff, some of the pre-saint stuff, some of the stuff that I was working on, just sort of as I started high school, finishing primary school, finishing high school, starting high school, I, I, from memory, um, because I just remember, I just know those, those, you know, the first half dozen or so songs that I've written, maybe first dozen or so, I, I just sort of know them backwards, so that's what I've been with me most of my lifetime. So, um, even though they haven't been recorded, you know, but the melodies are there. Sort of thing. I, I, I didn't use the lyrics on some of the really early stuff because I just, just yeah, that, but that was probably the, the weak, weak aspect. So, if, in, in the really early stuff that we use, they, they're, they're more like there's, you know, there's, there's, they, they appear as a horn line, something they appear as a melody line or a guitar line or a piano line, mm. something like that, you know. So that, that, you know, some of them are, are sort of composites of ideas and they kind of work like that, whereas, um, uh, yeah, that's it. so that, 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 that the actual, actual recollection of the whole thing, I mean, it, it, so, some, some, sometimes I, I was prompted, like people, other people would, would kind of um, remind me of something that, um, <clears throat> pardon me, happened, uh, you know, that I've completely forgotten about. And that prompt was sort of enough to get me to kind of, uh, uh, you know, remember, oh, hang on, you know, I wrote a song that I've forgotten and that, uh, that I associate with that event, you know. And... Uh, and it just all sort of came back. That is such an amazing thing that you, you can experience that. Because, I mean, I've, as a songwriter, you sort of, a lot of dudes these days, they need to have stuff written down and recorded, and being able to pull that from memories and, and stuff. That's, oh, that's I mean, a lot of, you know, I've said, you know, I've got to say that, like, some of the stuff, some of that early stuff that, I, I was working on. I, I used to play that over and over to myself, you know, just mm. like if it's just, it's sort of like, I've probably heard myself play some of that stuff more than I heard anything else ever. Because, you know, my, my big intention is always to, to be a songwriter, not, not to kind of listen to what other people were doing so much. I, I wanted to make the music myself. And so, you know, if you play something, Dozens, hundreds of times, or something, doesn't it? You know, you don't forget it, kind of. No, burnt into that memory, burnt into it, that it, brain. It right? is, you know, in, in the same way that you can remember, you know, thirty days of September, yeah. November. You know, it's just there's certain things you just do them enough, and you kind of you, you do remember them. So. And and you mentioned that it was all recorded uh, with but analog analog equipment, and I mean. Yeah. That that's a challenge in itself. Um, it is. It is. That did that like uh, make the process a lot longer. What was what was yeah. the hardest thing about that? <laughs> rewinding, you you kind of forget how long it takes to take to rewind. You know, you do a take a <laughs> you, don't, you don't just kind of move the mouse kind of thing. You actually <laughs> physically rewind the tape, and then you have to, you know play it and uh, that kind of thing. So, it, so some of it takes. You know, you, you're adding, you're adding. I, I mean, I wasn't there with a stopwatch kind of thing, but or with a meter on. But you, you add significant amount of time to 
through the process by doing it like that. We even worked with a desk that wasn't automated. You know, but that, that's how purist we were on We didn't actually need to go quite that purist because they did have automated desks. But um, that just happened to be the situation. So it was like a complete hands-on. When you're mixing, you know, you want to do mix changes and stuff. Everyone's got to be there shifting the faders sort of thing. It's not like you, you can somehow program it into the desk and, and like even old old analog desks that, that, that had automation, you kind of write in a, a, a move, a, a sort of a, a mm. move or something and you do that with this one. And, um, and if you got it wrong, you had to start again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you no, know, no, no easy edits. We did one edit on the on the thing. And it was a tape edit. You know, it's it's um, it's 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 not not a not a digital edit. It's the tape actually being spliced from one bit of the song to the next. And uh, it, you know, it was all stuff that you, you kind of forget a little bit. But it came back to me as soon as I started doing it. We even used Oratone speakers as references. Oratone wow. used to be the, the sort of the standard in, in in the UK anyway, I don't know about Australia, but I did most of my early up at once the Saints left Australia we were in in London and Oratone speakers were the ones that were kind of used as the reference speaker for what a domestic system would sound like. They they actually were much better than what most people were listening to at home, but they have a particular sound about them, and I love them. And I'm going <laughs> to, I've been looking for a set to buy just so I can listen to them at home. <laughs> you know, listen to this record at, at home through Oratone speakers, it'll just sound absolutely perfect. That's exactly what you want. But you know, the funny thing about you know the, the recording everything by analog. Everything's digital these days. The bands back then they'd release an album like Bang 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 every year. Now mm. we've got all the digital technology, we can pump albums out, but people aren't doing it like they used to. Why, why do you think that is? It's like getting further and further I, apart. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure. You know, like maybe maybe people don't. It's easier to make make stuff. It's maybe harder harder to get attention or anything. Uh, I'm not 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 really. Not really sure. I mean, the Saints recorded their first album in uh, October 1976, and we recorded our third album in April, May 78. So that's like a period of about 18 months. So it's three three albums in that 18 months, plus touring, that kind of thing. You know, that was a great great pace. And you know, and there's 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 still songs kind of left over. in the mid nineties I record a lot, but like I did, you know, usually like three albums for every two years. For a few years that sort of mm. worked. And then after a bit you kinda of, I don't know, I guess you just hit a hit a point where people just don't want that much, you know, they can't focus on it or something. Certainly the shops don't want it the shops even still exist, you know. I mean it's a um I don't know, there's 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 lots of reasons for it. I think the whole the whole way of listening to music has changed for people. I think it's maybe uh, it's just too easy to get everything. Um, yeah. Way. I mean, it's, it's it's great if you're an informed uh, listener. I mean, and and you, know, you want to get stuff. It's, it's just about everything 
uh, actually not everything, but it's actually significant numbers of titles that I know that I've looked for that I can't find. But um, generally, you know, there's, there's just more stuff available now than there ever has been, and you have to pay next to nothing for it if you even pay for it. You know, like so. Mm. I don't know. The whole the whole thing's kind of shifted. I, I've made a conscious point of not even thinking about the modern world when we recorded this album. You know, this sort of like, <laughs> this this could have been done in 1979. Uh, this could have been the fourth Saints album, and you know, we had no idea about it. Yet. Disaster about to take over the music industry, but you know that 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 is actually sort of about. I'm being a bit humorous. It hasn't been a disaster. It's, you know, you you can still do stuff. It's just everything's different to the way it was. The tour kicks off in Brisbane this Sunday, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Man, that's come up quick because you were going to be playing the Gold Coast, um, yeah. but. You weren't able to do that. I'm literally standing out in front of where the Cool Gatta Hotel is. That's where my life is. Oh, you're, you're on the Gold Coast, are you? Oh, well, sorry about that. Yeah, well, it's, it's, <laughs> things kind of, it's actually not, a, and I, I emphasise this, it's actually not the band spot. So, but there you go. But that's all good because, I mean, Brisbane, you're playing the Triffid, which is yeah. just one of my favourite venues, and it's that sounds huge there. And you're doing two sets. That's insane. Are you? <laughs> you're insane. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, think <laughs> I, I, think I, I can see the, see the men and white coats banging on my door. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I mean, but you love what you do, so two sets is is nothing, right? So. Well, you know, it, it, I, I think it was sort of an idea to kind of make make a point of, of like an album launch for the Brisbane show, you know, so if we're doing, we're doing the, the Church of Simultaneous Existence in one set, we're doing more well-known older stuff in the other set. And how, which, which order we're going to do that in? Yeah. So, so is that. Plus, we've also got very special guest stars who said, anyone coming along should uh, come along area. Sounds like it's going to be a pretty special show for uh, for people who are going to be going. And, I mean, people are talking about it online, so it's, it's, it's going to be unreal. In, in regards to, you know, venues, I love the Trifford, played it, love the sound. Where do you find that the venues in Australia where you, it just perfectly fits your material? Where does it, where do you think that you've got the best sound? Oh, look, I don't know. I mean, we, I guess this is talking Queensland. I remember last, last year we played, um, we played the Sibley. That was, that was a pretty good show. We played the, uh, Twin Towns down at, um, Tweedhead, that was a really good show. Uh, Factory in Sydney was really good. A couple of shows down in Melbourne. They, they, they were generally all, all pretty good. I mean, I, it's a combination of a, a number of different things, and, you know, and the audience is a big part of that kind of thing. If people are into it, you can make even a, you know, a bit of a crappy kind of venue sort of work. If, if um, people aren't into it, then and it's a crappy venue. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of get what you, what you you get out of it what you put into it <laughs> to a lot, yeah. not, not always but you know to a extent. Oh man, uh, that's it's it's going to be an awesome tour. I, I think you know, especially with the album um, being as solid as what it is, so many people are loving it. And of course, your music has influenced so many people throughout the years, um, all over the world. Um, knowing that you've made such an impact, it must it must feel pretty special. Knowing that you know for forty years that the, this is it's set something massive in motion for people. 
Um, uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not, not being false to a lot of strength. I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a bit out of the music industry in a way. I don't, I tend not tend to kind of live a life that doesn't, doesn't, I, I, I only really cross into it when I'm doing something myself kind of thing. So I'm, I'm flattered, you know, like, and, and I, I, I do hear it. In, in songs that people send me and stuff sometimes. But, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's flattering, it's great. But, you know, a lot of stuff influenced me. I took a lot of stuff off people that I loved and admired when I was a kid. And to have, you know, people that kind of follow on sort of feel the same way about something that I, I do is, 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 is fantastic. Because so. I know Eddie Vedder is a Saints fan. As well, because I remember oh, watching Rage. Oh right, right, yeah. No, I put hang on, yeah, but, but there was, there was, um, yeah. I, I remember that. Um, yeah, no, because yeah, there's been, there's been a few a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's timeless, mate. It's timeless, and that's uh, it's such an amazing thing. And I, uh, I'm so stoked that you you made this new record as well. I mean, it's the first. Yeah. Eighth record, even though you've been, you know, jamming for years. I mean, it's it's going to be busy year next year, I think, as well. For you, you got big plans well, for touring. I'm not 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 sure at the moment. We like the the thing with the Ains is that everyone has has other other commitments. So whenever whenever we do a show, it's kind of a or we do a tour. It's, it's sort of it's a bit of a special kind of thing, you know. Mm. Like, I, I mean, we we we. we Started off the process back in 2016, and it took until 2017. And the reason we were going for 2016 is 2016, 2017, and 2018 are kind of like the, the three years of 40th anniversaries, commemorative kind of years mm. in terms of the, the first three Saints records. And so we were going to actually just wrap it up at the end of the year. Uh, that I, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, maybe maybe that might sound like a weird kind of thing to do, but it, it, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it, it, it'll depend a bit on, on how much interest, if, if enough interest is generated overseas, because there has, you know, there has been some, some offers, but it's a big band, you know, we're touring as a seven-piece band. And, yeah. Yeah. People, people... Uh, expect to get paid, you know. <laughs> as much as they love me, they they still actually think, oh, you know, I, I can't say, well, let's, let's do this uh, tour of uh, Eastern Europe, but I'm not going to actually, I'll pay you on potatoes or something like that. And it it it, it kind of, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the response to the record has been really, really good. Like, I think people, people that, that, Get where it's coming from, like it, but people that also don't really know that much of, the, of, of what kind of process was behind it, kind of mm. like it, and so that's that's a good thing. So, but yeah, we'll play it by ear. You know, like if if there's at, at the moment our, our touring kind of finishes this year, um, and there's, there's other everyone's doing other stuff, so um, it's kind of a uh, yeah. See us 
is what we that kind of thing. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, because I'm, I'm enjoying it, so hopefully there'll be more. And Dan's yeah. enjoying it too, you know. Like it, it, it. But, you know, like, the, the thing that I've, I've, I've sort of learned over the years, that, you know, many years that I've been doing stuff, is nothing ever lasts forever, you know. I mean, the music sort of does. It lasts for, maybe can last for a long time, but, and I've, I've, I've had so many different things. <laughs> you don't want to hear about it. So it's, um, yeah, who, who knows? But like, with, with a bit of luck, we'll, 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 um, we'll be able to do some, some stuff on spirit. But yeah, at the moment, there are no plans for this. So. Well, I hope it does work out. And, you know, you can always put those trumpet plays in a big suitcase. That might work. Yeah, but, you uh, stack them up, you stack them up and you, you know, put them in a you know, surfboard case or something like that. You know. <laughs> they, they don't even bother checking that. You know. <laughs> hey, if there's a will, there's a way, mate. Exactly. <laughs> well, Ed, thank you so much again for taking the time to chat to us. And uh, I wish you all the best uh, with this upcoming tour. I, I guess it's going to... What a way to wrap up the year. It's going to be kick off. Yeah, no, it, 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 it should be. It should be a good, good way to finish. Yeah, it should be. We're, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks again for uh, doing it so late. Appreciate that. And uh, man, I'll, I'll hopefully see you uh, see you the show. Yeah, great. Thanks very much. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 